Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. Confident. Confident in our team. Confident in our coaches. Confident in our players. Confident in our staff. Doesn't mean we don't have work to do. Doesn't mean we don't have a gap to close. And there's different things that make up that gap. Bill's head coach Sean McDermott earlier this week. He will join us. A, right after 1130, so we're looking around 1140 a.m. today. He'll give us an injury update. Now, the difference today will be he, he's not going to rule anybody in or out necessarily for for Monday night. Doesn't have to do that. The official mm-hmm. final injury designation for games, the mm-hmm. game designation injury report, excuse me, doesn't come out until tomorrow because it's a Monday night game. So, But he can. Uh, we'll ask him about who's you know practicing today and maybe get any uh, clue from that and look ahead to the game against the Denver Broncos. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Here on WGR. Before we wrap up, before we get to like Three Dog Thursday, which will be on a Friday this week, um, just want to revisit. We've been talking about this McDavid and uh, Edmonton Oilers thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's the way to go, Joe. Drysidle, right? Maybe it's not McDavid. Maybe maybe you can drysidle out of Edmonton. Wouldn't yeah. cost you as much. That could happen. Wow. I was thinking about, about a guy like Zach Hyman. I didn't realize he was 31 already, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I like Zach Hyman. Noted Bills fan, by the way. Um but th- I'm looking, he's his contract. It's it's doable, but he's still in a contract five more years. He's 31, so not not necessarily a need there. Uh, but Drysaddle is the guy that maybe maybe that's where the focus should be for for teams or you know going forward here. Yeah, I mean he will he'll be cheaper, but I mean he'll be he'll be <laughs> he'll be the best player. Let, let's put it this way: if McDavid, if I told you McDavid wasn't going to get traded, but Drysaddle was, Drysaddle would be the best player traded maybe since Gretzky. Ooh, that might be okay, right. Let's see about that. Would it? He's yeah, he's top maybe. three in scoring every single year, and I'm sure that's helped mm-hmm. by McDavid. But I I think he would. I mean, it's Malkin, right? He would be a top five, top ten player in the league. I think even apart from from McDavid. I mean, he doesn't play with McDavid, right? He's on the second line. Um, but yeah, I it would be like if Malkin got traded ten years ago. Um, I'm thinking. Hold on, this is a good question. Patrick Wah, though, maybe. Mm. Yeah, that might that might be right. That might be pretty good for that. I mean, he had Lindros traded a couple times, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, there's a, yeah. there's been some guys. There's been some pretty heavy trades. Pretty big. Yeah, you might you know he, names. He'd be in the conversation, but you're you're right. Maybe he wouldn't be number one, but he would he would certainly be in the conversation. I, right. I think yeah, he'd he's be above Michael. He, he could. He's above Eichel. Yeah, that's right. By the way, they're really good right now. Yeah, has Vegas even lost yet? <laughs> them in them in Boston. I mean, Ve- oh Vegas God. is, you know. I can't deal with it. They won the I cup. I can't deal with it. We, we should never doubt Boston again. I mean, they I, I've convinced myself because they have the worst. They have they, I can't say it anymore because their centers are actually performing. But on paper going into the year, they had a horrible center group. And they, they've just they figured it out. Like, they don't need it, I guess. Like, the goalies are great, and the blue line is great, and the wingers are great. So, 
Yeah, Charlie Coyle, 12 points in 13 games. Just, okay, sure. That guy who's never had more than, he's never had more than, what, 50 points in a season? He's going to go have 80 this year. He had a hat trick last night. Okay, well, that, that might be why he's up to 12 now, but right. There you go. Why are they so good again? I, I don't, I didn't, we, none of us, I mean, come on. We talked all summer like, yeah. oh my God, this team's in for a look at the regression. Look at the centers you talked about. Um, the goalie, the goaltending can't sustain what they did last year. And here they are again. They lose Patrice Bergeron. He retires. Like, wh- here they are again, Joe. Well, I mean, they have, I mean, they do have two things going for them. They have a few things going for them. They They can overcome their lack of center talent because they just got a system that combined with their great blue line and they've really strong defensemen, they just smother you in the offensive zone. They don't give you quality scoring chances. And their goaltending, like, as much as I thought too, like they can't sustain it, they're sustaining it. They're number one in the league in save percentage, a nine thirty eight between those two. They've given up how many goals have they given up? They've given up twenty five goals in thirteen games. They're giving up less than two goals a game. So Swayman and Allmark are right back to being incredible. And their wingers are elite. I mean, Pasternak has been unbelievable. Marshawn is a point a game. So, I mean, those are really the top two. But I I guess that's kind of how they overcome. That's how they're good. They can overcome their weakness at center because they are great at everything else. Sabres wild tonight. It's Hockey Fights Cancer tonight down at the arena. Uh, Always a great night to be a part of the festivities and obviously honor people and remember people uh, who are battling cancer, those we've lost as well. So if you're heading down to the arena tonight, uh, it is a 7 p.m. Correct me, I just want to make sure it is 7 p.m. puck drop tonight, right, guys? 7 p.m. tonight? Yep. Uh, Josh, okay, so 7 p.m. tonight. I know sometimes on uh, these weekend games they can be a little different. Just want to make sure on that. So And then that means we'll have 6 p.m. pregame here on WGR. It is a Buffalo football Friday. I will be joining Bulldog today at uh, 4 p.m. on a Buffalo Football Friday. We'll do a little little roundtable this afternoon, as usual. And our Football Friday is presented by Tops Markets. Score big savings and elevate your food game. Uh, what did you have for sneaky starts and sits? Like anything that? Do you have anything last night? Because I, he, our guy Dante Foreman, right? Remember, I picked him up, and you guys kind of made fun of me way back in the uh, Guillotine League. It actually worked out, and then he didn't do much. I'm actually playing against him this week, and I thought it was okay. And then I'm watching. I'm doing the high school game last night, and then I look at the score. I'm like, oh, my God, Foreman scored. Foreman had 17 points last night. Yeah, I did not have anyone from last night's game on uh, starts and sits. I would have been avoiding pretty much all of it. Foreman, you would have been great. Um, I think, when did we find out? Khalil Herbert was activated off IR but didn't play last night. So I didn't. I don't. I don't think we knew about his status um, yesterday morning. Maybe we did. So I. St- I stayed away from it. I mean, the over under was super low, and how can you possibly trust anything on the Panthers' offense right now? Like Chuba Hubbard's been kind of taking over as a starting running back. Even him, he had like five points last night. Um, I guess I could have put some of them in my sits, but uh, starts and sits yesterday. I had Russell Wilson in my starts. And that was a combination Ooh. of all of the Bills' injuries in the secondary. Mm. The fact they've been getting picked apart a little bit in the, in, in the passing game. Also, that the Bills' run defense really showed up last week. I mean, they held the Bengals to under three yards of carry. Linvel Joseph mm-hmm. looked good. So I wonder if they're going to start to bounce back in terms of their interior defense. And Dodson actually has been, you know, following some of the cover one guys and PFF also, Dodson is grading incredibly well in run defense. Like, he he can be exposed right. in the pass game, but he's been one of the best, 
at least by pro football focus, like their run defense grades, he's been one of the best run stopping linebackers all season. So all, all that to and me, I would say I think too, Denver might have to pass more, which is why I like starting Russell Wilson. Right. So two points here. Number one on Dotson. I actually even thought like when he got moved to Mike linebacker last week and they had Dory Williams at will, I thought it went pretty well. You know what I mean? Like he's at yeah. will when Terrell Bernard's at Mike and the will linebacker typically is your more like sideline to sideline athletic guy. Yeah. Your Mike linebacker could be like that. Bernard is. But, you know, think of Matt Milano. Will linebackers got to play a little bit more in space, and that's not really Tyrell Dotson's game. When he got moved to Mike and Dorian Williams played well, I actually thought that went pretty well for them. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't want to do that through 17 games necessarily or the remaining eight games you want Terrell Bernard back. We'll see about that. But, yeah, I didn't think it was a a bad thing. And, yes, I've always said the same thing about Tyrell Dotson. And, yeah, he can have a game here, a game there where you're like, oh, my gosh. But in the run game... He's he's a good player in the run game, and he knows what to do. He's smart, and he's tough. He just doesn't have the athleticism to be a cover linebacker, and that's where you get hurt when he's on the field. And the, the Bengals really attacked right there. Mm-hmm. They, they they attacked yep. him, and they attacked their linebacker level you know, on those passes. So that's definitely something. Um, the other part about Wilson, I mean, it's not a bad idea to start. Also, if, like, if the Bills do show up and their offense starts to get going, yeah, the game script will be Denver's got to have to throw the ball in the second half. Yes, yes, um, and I can I can see that. Even though we're you know a little worried about their offense, and you know we've been picking it apart consistently here. Denver's defense for the season has not been great. They've been better lately. You know, two of the last three games they played the Chiefs and held them within twenty points both times. Um, so they're looking better, and they're also healthier. We had a Cody Rourke on from Mile High Sports on at nine o'clock. And he told us that this is the first time all year, and he's like, it might be the first time in NFL history that Week 10, all 53 guys on the roster practiced in full. So they are healthy, and they did not start the year healthy on defense. So all all to say, I I think their defense is playing better. It's still not like a great unit. I don't think it's an elite unit. Like The Bills can get their points against even a healthy Denver defense. So, yeah, that's added to it. And really the big biggest point was, so there are so many backup quarterbacks playing in the league. And you've got like Mahomes on by this week. You've got Tua on by this week. That combined with like mm-hmm. Heineke is playing and Minshew is playing and Levis and Dobbs, who knows? I mean, you could get to playing him, but I don't know what he'll look like in his you know first full week of preparation in that offense. And Aiden O'Connell and DeVito. Like, I, Wilson <laughs> has been better this year. You've got guys on by. He's got a decent matchup, I think. And again, look around the league at how many backups are playing. The game last night had a major impact at the top of the draft order by beating Carolina. Okay, the the, the Bears here. Mm-hmm. You could say, well, it'd be better to lose if you're trying to get the best draft pick. And you know, the players aren't. Of course, we know that. We've talked about this. They go to the game last night at two and seven. The Bears do. If they lose, they're two and eight, and you're like, okay, they might have inside track to number one. Actually, by beating Carolina, they gave themselves a better chance at the number one pick because they own Carolina's pick, and Carolina's now one and eight, Joe. Yeah, it's it's pretty like they really they won last night, no matter what. I mean, you'd rather right at that point, like if if you're gonna benefit from the draft order, no matter what happens, you might as well want to win the football game, <laughs> um, which is what they did. Yeah, they that trade. Is gonna look like the worst oh trade ever. I mean that that pick, they're one and eight, and like so you were on this with Bryce Young before the season more than I, I. I thought there was no problem with drafting Bryce Young, but I guess now that you look closer at it, like yeah, wh- why did he get drafted there? Just because he put up big numbers at Alabama? Like I'm watching him last night. 
and thinking to myself, like, what is he supposed to be good at? Like, he's super right. small. He's not even that athletic to extend plays and run around. He doesn't have yep. a big arm. He connected on a 45-yard pass last week or yesterday, but I saw that was the first pass that traveled more than 35 yards in the air that he's completed all season. So he's not extending plays down the field. Like I, If you're Carolina, you pass on C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson, which already looks terrible. You're, you might cost yourself the, the first overall pick or the second overall pick in a great quarterback class. You gave up D.J. Moore. You gave up a, a top 10 overall tackle to make that trade. You gave up two additional second-round picks, and you've got a quarterback where I'm watching him and saying, yeah, I don't really know that he's good at anything. Right now, if the if the season ended now, which it doesn't, right now, can you guess, Joe, out of the top, if, if the season ended now and you look at the draft order, mm-hmm. I'm going to go eight deep here. Out of the top eight teams, don't look at the draft order, okay. I want you to guess. Out of the top eight teams that would currently be drafting, one through eight, how many are in the AFC? Okay. Uh, New England is definitely going to be in there. Um, so that's one, I'll say, are the Raiders down there? I'll, I'll guess like, f- no, not four. How about three? Three are in the top eight. One, New England. It's only New England? Wow. Every other team in the top eight of the current NFL draft order for 2024 is an NFC team. Okay. Now, that's good. That's good. Bad and good. It's good because, right, it, if you're going to talk quarterbacks and these young quarterbacks, we have enough in the AFC to deal with, yes. right? Put them yes. in the NFC. Yes. Put them in the NFC. Absolutely. So, absolutely. It also, however, is bad because it just shows how much better the AFC is than the NFC right now and how tough it is. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, by, the, by the way, on that, it's amazing, right? Like, last year's quarterback class, you, you have three in the top four. And of the top three, of those top three quarterbacks, the two that look really good are in the AFC, and the one that looks terrible got picked by the NFC team. Great, thanks, Carolina, um, for, right. for sticking right. CJ Stroud in the NFC in the AFC and yeah. or Anthony Richardson. Um, yeah, that's that's good, and it's bad because New England two wins. Like, I'm, I'm getting a little nervous. Like, I'm 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 I don't want to watch them anymore. Well. I said this earlier because. I don't want to see them win. Like it's funny, it's amazing. I love seeing Belichick lose and be embarrassed. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you know what are they fourth now? They would pick fourth. Like I'm starting to get a little worried that they're uh, going to get high enough no. for one of these top quarterbacks. Yes, fourth. You're right, fourth. Yes. So well, so let me just run through it for everybody. Carolina has the number one pick, but that would go to Chicago. Two NFC teams. Number two would be Arizona. Number three, the Giants. All NFC. Then you go AFC with New England, and then the Bears, the Rams, the Packers, and the Bucks. Round out the top eight. Yeah, and we we actually we did go through this a little bit earlier. Um, me and Jeremy said like we both think the Giants are going to end up number one. I mean, they are going. J- Daniel Jones is out for the season, and Tyrod mm-hmm. made a comment yesterday. He got asked about his rib injury, and he his the way he said it was, "I don't think it's season ending." So that doesn't sound like he's back anytime mm. soon. If you don't even know, you don't think it's season ending, and who knows? I mean, they might really embrace the tank here. Um, like they played the Cowboys this week. I mean, good luck. They lost to that team by forty in Week One with the starting quarterback, and Devito does not look like he is capable of playing in the league. Uh, not no. to me. They lost thirty to six to Aiden O'Connell. I mean, how I is mean, how Matt is that? Barkley could wind up playing games for them now. I actually, I was. It's funny you just said that. I've been fighting with in one group chat with a friend of mine who's a Giants fan today about yeah. how he's like Micah Parsons is going to break Devito in half. 
this week. I'm like, if you're tanking, I don't think you want that because I'm not kidding you. I think Matt Barkley could go in there and try to sling it and actually win. He might be able to <laughs> steal a game right. or two versus DeVito, I- who doesn't look like he can play in the league. I don't disagree. He did that for the Bills the one year in 2018. He literally came in on like a week and a half prep, yeah. and he went to the Jets, and they scored 40-something points. Yeah. Josh's rookie year. I could see right? him. I could totally see him being a tank buster. <laughs> I love it. All right, well, listen, I actually have some good news for you on everything you talked about. I'll get to that in a second. Let me tell you, first of all, what happened last week on Three Dog Thursday. I, I had been this this horrible run. I had two 0-3s and a 1-2 and two. last week. Turned it around a bit, but man, Joe, I'm really mad. I took, remember last week I said, I'm going to start it off right, right on Thursday night, and I'm going to take the Titans plus three. Joe, they had it the whole game. They lost by four. Okay. The Steelers. (laughs) That's tough. Thursday night. Remember? Like, they were winning the whole game. That is tough. So that's the one game I lost. I did have two winners, though. I had the Vikings plus four and a half in that wild game. They win on the field at the Atlanta Falcons, 31 to 28, thanks to Josh Dobbs. And how about this one, though? Just I got redeemed a little bit, though, because of the uh, Thursday night game. Joe, I had the Buccaneers plus three. The game against C.J. Stroud, they lost by two. I'm a winner. 39-37. Wow. 39-37. That was that, – yeah, that part was of a... it is they didn't have a kicker. They didn't have a kicker. Yes, right. It, it, because of not having a kicker, I could have lost. I could have made the two-point conversion, but they didn't. So, you know, because of the way they had to shake it out there. So I went two and one last week. Joe, that puts me back even, 13-13 and 13 overall in the season. Let's get to week number 10, Three Dog Thursday on a Friday. I had a few that I really liked this week, but I had to narrow it down. I'm going to start with the game that's going to start us off on Sunday. This is the good news for you, Joe. I think the Patriots are going to win. They're going to beat the Colts in Germany. All right, so and the Patriots, by the way, are getting two points in this game. Colts are four and five. Patriots two and seven. I mean, this is not a great game aesthetically. These are not two. These are two bad teams. But I think right now I trust the Patriots here to go to Germany with Bill Belichick to be a little more buttoned up. And honestly, like you look at the Colts defense, it's bad. Uh, the Colts defense this year, the last three, now last week it was against the Panthers, but before that they gave up 38, 39, 37, three games in a row giving up at least 37 points. Not that the Patriots offense is great. Now they're a little bit banged up too, but I don't think Mac Jones has played horribly. I think that they're letting him down basically, Mac Jones. And here's the stat though I think that's really going to come into play. The last three weeks, the Indianapolis rush defense, over four and a half yards of carry each game. They give up 150, 161, 138. They're also, their defense is giving up the fourth most points in the NFL at 26.9. I think that the, the Patriots could score a little bit here. And because of that, um, I, and I don't think that Indianapolis is going to have a great time scoring on New England's defense, which is still pretty good. So I'm going to take the Patriots. I'm getting two points in Germany. Veteran head coach here, um, you know, against a, a, a first-year head coach. So I'm going to go with the New England Patriots plus two in Germany over the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to go to a division game here. Now, I understand that the Baltimore Ravens may be playing the best football in the NFL right now. I totally get that. I respect that. But the Browns and the Ravens together here have the number one and number three defenses as far as scoring in the league. All right, the Ravens have the number one scoring defense. The Browns have the number three scoring defense. It's a division game. Yes, they did play early in the year. And yes, the Ravens beat the Browns pretty handily. But this is a division game. The Browns, it's a, it's a big game for them. They can't allow the Ravens to get any more separation. The Ravens have been feeling really good about themselves. They've kind of feasted, though, a little bit lately on some 
you know, quarterbacks that are, eh, if not great. And I'm not going to say, you know, Geno Smith, he's been okay. And then they played, who they play against the Cardinals? Josh Dobbs? Yeah, they played against Jared Goff. Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett. Like, they just have not played great quarterbacks. So um, I think now, Deshaun Watson, we saw a little glimpse last week. They can run the ball a little bit here. You know, these are two teams that can run the ball. You know what I like to say about that? Oh, think it's gonna, you're going to have good defense and run the ball. It's going to be a lower scoring game. So I'd probably go maybe under the total. But I like the Browns plus six and a half, Joe, by the way. It's six and a half here. I think it's too big of a spread in this game. The Ravens, I think, are going to win the game. Maybe the Browns can win it. Probably a three, four point game. I'll take the six and a half. And then finally, my last game. Boy, this is a really good game on the schedule, actually. Niners at Jags. The Jags are actually uh, getting three points at home. I think this is a really good game, a really close game. I could see the Niners winning it. But can you really trust the San Francisco 49ers right now? Their last three games, they scored exactly 17 points in each game. They've lost each of those games. They lost to the Minnesota Vikings two weeks ago, 22-17. They lost 31-17 against the Bengals and weren't even competitive in that game. They lost to the Browns 19-17. Now they go to Jacksonville, who's playing good football this year. Jacksonville only has two losses. They've won five in a row. They can score points. Jacksonville is not a team that's necessarily going to run and hide from you, though, right? So I think that maybe this is a good game, and I could see it going either way. But I think it's close enough where I'll lean towards the home team and the team that I think is better, playing better football in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville's getting three points at home against the Niners. By the way, both teams had buys last week. And during that bye week, the 49ers went out and traded for Chase Young. So now they're going to be able to get after the passer a little bit more. I think the Niners um, you know, make this a competitive game. I think it's close, but I'm going to take the Jaguars plus three points. So Jags plus three, Browns plus six and a half, Patriots plus two. What do you think? All right, I like the Jaguars pick. The Niners are struggling. Purdy starting to show uh, some interception progression, if you will, or regression. Um, And the Jaguars' defense has been good, so I like that, getting points at home. I've been in on the Browns really since before the season. I think. Are you surprised the Jags are getting points? Um, I, the, the line kind of surprised me. When I saw plus three, I thought it might be a pick or an even. Yeah, or, if you had me... I was surprised the Jags are getting three points here and the Niners are favored. A little bit. I'm not stunned, but yeah, had you... Like, if you had had me guess before looking at it, I might have guessed right. it was a pick Um Yeah. Again, I like the Browns pick over the Ravens. I think Cleveland is getting average quarterback play out of Deshaun Watson. Like, to me, they are the Jets right now. But the Jets have the worst quarterback play in the league, and the Browns are getting average quarterback play. Watson's looking competent. Um, I don't think he's returning to form, but he's doing better. So I think that's enough for the Browns to be competitive with Baltimore. Um, and they can lose gross games, six right? six and a half is a big spread for yeah, a division game like that's that. that's a big spread. And we know Baltimore can lose gross games. They lost to Pittsburgh, like 17-10 yeah, to 10 or right. whatever that was. Um, and then, sorry, what was the third one? The Germany game, Patriots. Right. Getting yes. two. You know, the, that game, I have no idea what to expect because the Colts, I get, the Panthers ruined it because they can't play offense, but maybe that's that's a good point here. The Colts had allowed 37 points or more in like four consecutive games before last mm-hmm. week, and can New England put up points like that? You know, it it might be a, yeah, a different type of game, game than the Colts are used to. It'll be who can, who can drag you into their type of game. The Colts are playing these shootouts, and the Patriots are playing like, want to play these low-scoring games, so... I don't mind taking the two points there. That gets your Sunday kicked off. 9.30 a.m. game again. Make sure you know that for fantasy football purposes, of course. You got a uh, a far cry from last week's Germany game, Joe. Last week we had the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Well. This week it's the Colts and the Patriots. Do we get more points than we got in uh, Chiefs and Dolphins? 35 is the high score to beat. No, that's right. You probably do. That's right. 
Who would have thought that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Wild. you if you're you know going into the year, if you're like, hey, there's two games in Germany. You got Dolphins, <laughs> Chiefs. Right. You got Patriots. Colts bet on which game will be higher scoring. Right, and you might you might pick the game with Minshew and Mac Jones playing. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, Joe has to step out. I'll come back here briefly, and then Sean McDermott joins me at about 1140, 1145-ish before we get out of here on the Extra Point Show. He'll give us an injury update and who's going to practice today on a Buffalo football Friday. Joe, have a great weekend, my man. We will talk again on Monday. Thanks, so. All right, Joe's out. I'm still back after this. Sean McDermott in about 15 minutes.